Boom! Welcome to Hop the Props, episode one. <laughs> this is our first episode on the air here. Chuck, how are we feeling today? It's a nice Wednesday evening. What's up? Hop the Props, episode one. I'm excited. Let's let's get this going. Now, now, before we begin, I'd just like to say that Chuck and I are professional amateur sports <laughs> investors. We don't call it gambling. We call it investing. We do not see it as an investment problem. We see it as an investment opportunity. Isn't that right, Chuck? Absolutely. So we're going to get into it today by uh, starting out with what we bet last week. Uh, we we had a big up last week, didn't we? Or at least I did. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know about I don't know about myself, but uh, I'll let you share the good news with people first. Yeah, well, we went up we went up a, a sizable amount last week, and it all started with college football on Saturday. We made a couple pre bets in the games. Uh, actually, you know what, Chuck? We're going to go even further back to Thursday night. Thursday night we had the Giants and the. Eagles, I believe, a very close game for everyone who watched that one. And uh, we had a little little hop the prop there. That was an early hop the prop before the um, the show started. <laughs> but let me let me find that one real the, fast. The OG you know, hop just, the prop. We can talk about it a little bit. All right, all right. So here we go. Hop the prop. First hop the prop that we're going to talk about was the Eagles Giants game. What I had is I had the Eagles money line. And Boston Scott over 22 and a half receiving yards. Now the Giants are notorious for being bad, as we know. Um, they also have given up a surplus of yards to the running backs, opposing running backs. But their def- their run defense has actually been top 15 in the league. So I knew looking into it, I was like, Boston Scott, Boston Scott's probably not going to get much on the ground. But through the air, with no other receiving core that the Eagles have, I mean, who, I can't yeah. even name the number one receiver. It's that what's his name? Oh, Travis Fulgham. Him, yeah. I, I got him on my fantasy team. Where did he even play? Where did he go to college? Old Dominion. That's that's why. <laughs> I I, I, I can't at tell least you. that's what that's what I think. I'm not. I'm Was 90, he on the team when they beat Virginia Tech? Ninety percent. Ooh, maybe. Maybe he, cool. uh, maybe he balled out against Virginia Tech. We'll we'll, I, I, we'll get the stats people on that. that. We'll get the we'll but get yeah, the research so, team on that one. Yeah, the, the prop for that was 22 and a half receiving yards. And I, I saw that as a very good opportunity yeah. to invest. We're not gambling on that. We're investing. So I threw some money on that. He covered it in the first half. And then he had that great catch to win it, actually, which covered the money line. Money line is scaring me. Usually I was, I was pretty, pretty confident the Eagles would cover that easily. But I was very wrong. Thursdays are weird, man. I, I tend I, to... The NFC East is weird. Well, it's terrible. Yep. So, we, I mean, you'll see later in the show. We, yeah, we won't we'll, really... We'll get jump, into that jump. later. Yeah, but we won't be throwing many bets there just because we don't know what's going on. I don't even know who's starting for the Cowboys this week. Is Andy Dalton... Yeah, Andy Dalton's still hurt, right? No, it's... I th- yeah, so I think it's the guy from uh, J- James Madison. I don't even know his name. But he went two for three for like 30-some yards. <laughs> so, I mean, he can't be that bad. Big stats. No, yeah. So, but anyway, so that's, that's what started the hop, the props, and... So now, now we're talking college football. Now we're back to Saturday. This is where we had some ups, Chuck, and we had some downs. Yeah. So should we start with the ups or the downs? Uh, should we do bad news first? Bad news we'll first. do bad news first. Well, unfortunately, uh, let me pull it up here. I had uh, South Carolina and Minnesota. Don't touch the cards, so, man. For either of you, any of you who watched either of those games, you knew I was doomed from the start. <laughs> I had both of the. I had I think it was South Carolina by five and a or plus five and a half, and I had Minnesota 
plus three and a half, I believe. Um, and from the first quarter, I knew I was in trouble. So the reason why, let me get to the things why I bet it here. Where is, well, let's start. Actually, we're going to start with Minnesota. Oh, my computer just said, God. Are we going to find it again? But anyway, yeah. So my thought process for that, for Minnesota, great year last year. They had their starting quarterback and what's his name? Tanner Morgan. Yep. And uh, Bateman on receiver coming back. So I was thinking, you know, the offense, pretty powerful, right? I'm like, they'll put up points. The other thing I was thinking is Michigan, I feel like a lot of people are just going to pick them based off the name Michigan. Because if you just look at it, you're like, Michigan's going to beat Minnesota. It's just going to happen. Also, Big Ten, not a lot of practice. I thought this could be a prime opportunity for an upset, right? In Minnesota, yeah. there, there were no fans. But, like, still, I thought, you know, it's in a chance. And then they just gave up 49 points. <laughs> and Michigan outscored them 21-10 to 10 in the first quarter and then 14-7 to 7 in the second. So they were down 35-17 to 17 at halftime. So I was like, well, that didn't work out. So what I learned from this game, honestly, not a lot. Because game one of the Big Ten, you can't take it off of one game. Sure. Because especially especially in college football, like every like anybody can beat anybody every week. Like I know Minnesota's playing Maryland next week. We'll get into that later in the show. But Michigan, who's Michigan's playing Michigan State, who lost to Rutgers. Yeah. So I don't know, Chuck, you take anything from this game? I, I didn't really find anything that was like particular like because I honestly could see Michigan losing next week. Yeah, well, I don't see that. I I liked Michigan in this game. I, I that they won by so much, I think does say something. Um, they really ran the ball really well. I think Joe Milton looked pretty good. Quarterback was a question mark because I mean they they got that guy Dylan Dylan McCaffrey, I think, uh, Christian's brother, who opted out because of COVID reasons, I think. And uh, so I mean that Joe Milton looked pretty good, and then they were able to run the ball and, and break open some big plays. Maybe they're. Uh, Maybe they're the team that, that challenges Ohio State this year with, with Penn State looking bad. Well, when was the last time Michigan beat Ohio State? Like 2002? <laughs> yeah, they never can. I'm not saying they will. No, I'm just... But maybe well, they... I'm, looking, I'm looking at the stats, and they ran the ball 31 times for 256 yards. Right, yeah. And five touchdowns. They, they broke a... That's absurd. They broke a few. So, I mean... Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it was split up between, like, three different running backs. So, I mean, they got... It, 82 yards, 70 yards, 52 yards, 24 yards, 19 yards. Long yard, long rushes of 66, 70, and 23. Yeah, like just, that's that's those are just breakdowns. Those are breakdowns. Yeah, and maybe defense. maybe it says more about Minnesota than it does Michigan. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know what minute. Like that's that's why I was like I can't I can't take much because I I need a bigger sample size because yeah. Minnesota's defense just could be atrocious and I think we're gonna see that against Maryland. So we'll. Yeah. We'll talk about, but as for Minnesota, Tanner Morgan, I mean, he didn't play great, but he didn't play bad. Um, but Bateman's, you know, nine nine catches for 101 yards, no TDs. But, yeah, he's legit. I mean, I, I think both, and their running back had 26 carries for 140 yards and two touchdowns. So their offense can work. Because I think Michigan also had a fumble recovery for a touchdown or something. So their, their offense should be able to put up a lot of points. But I think right now, my biggest question for Minnesota is their defense. Absolutely. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. So that was a loss. Um, and then the second part of that um, parlay was South Carolina. South Carolina was coming off a big win against Auburn. Auburn's kind of been a disappointing team this year. But still, it, yeah. was, it was a good win for them. I think it was the first time they beat Auburn since, like, the 30s. Yeah. 
yeah. something ridiculous. That was kind of crazy. Yeah, let me let me pull up the, the stats for that game. So yeah, it was the game was in? There was um, South Carolina versus LSU. The game was in Baton Rouge. LSU one and two. They they had looked good in up until this game. They started that freshman quarterback this game. I, I don't know his name, but once I find it, I can tell you. Uh, but did you, you do you watch this game? Did you like anything? Notice anything before I get into the uh, the stats of it? I thought you were a little crazy for uh, even touching this game. Not gonna lie, um, these are just two of SEC's not finest teams, and I think you're overreacting a little bit to the South Carolina win over Auburn. Um, South Carolina, you know, I may be a little biased as a as a Clemson alum, but um, they are they are not very good. Yeah, that, that clearly showed because they just got absolutely torched everywhere. I mean, I was watching the game, but the thing is they had flashes because they'd go down the field and score in five plays. And I'm not sure. I mean, mm. granted, LSU's defense is bad. Like, they are not good. Yep. Um, so I think that was part of it. But, I mean, they were they just gave up 21 points in the second quarter. So, again, the uh, – what's their what's the quarterback? Colin, Colin Hill. Yeah, so, again, he didn't play terrible, but 12 for 22 for 234 yards, touchdown and a pick, it's not going to do it. But they, they could run the ball. That's what I was seeing is their, their running attack was great and ran for 169 yards, two touchdowns. Problem is LSU's running attack was better, 276 yards for three touchdowns. So I kind of like LSU turning it around after this game. They put in a new so. quarterback. It seems to kind of re-energize the team. Um, there, I think their defense played better. It wasn't great, but I thought I thought coming into this game that South Carolina would have kind of exposed that their defense a little bit, and I had no idea how their freshman quarterback would play. True. So I was kind of betting that he'd be bad. But I mean, seventeen for 21, 220, 265 yards, wow. touchdowns and a pick. Like that's that'll get it done most days unless you're playing like a air raid UCF or something. Yeah. And uh, but, LSU's got Auburn yeah, this week, so that's a that'll be a true test, I think. Too that that'll be a good. We can, we can that talk are, that have been disappointing. We can talk about that one later because yeah, I, I kind of like LSU turning it around. Um, I don't know what the line is for that game. Let me find that. Which L- is this might, be, might be LSU minus three, from what I can remember. <laughs> that sounds familiar. I wasn't gonna I touch think... it. Uh, two mediocre teams that I don't I don't know too much about it. In case in case we got there. some some Auburn LSU fans, that, yeah, it's LSU by three. I just. We'll just touch on this briefly. Uh, Bo Nix is not a great quarterback. Oh, no. He, he has had so many mental breakdowns. Like, against the South Carolina game, he just ran the ball on fourth and five as time expired. Like, he's clearly not getting into the end zone. But he just ran it. Like, just throw it in the end zone. Who cares if you throw a pick? Like, that's your best chance to win. And uh, um, I'll talk about this earlier. They they should have lost to Arkansas. That was a that was a blown call by the refs at the end of the game. And uh, – if you watch that Kentucky game that Auburn played week one, uh, Kentucky was in control of that game and kind of got a bad call at the end of the first half that, that maybe could have swung Kentucky. So Auburn could easily be 0-4 right now. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the Kentucky-Auburn game right now. They're, Kentucky was only down two going into the fourth quarter, and then they Auburn scored 14. But Bo Nix, I think he's thrown six touchdown passes and four picks all year. So, I mean, nothing nothing special is coming out of that offense. This is what I'm, like, talking about upside. Like, I can see LSU winning this game. Like, if you're going to bet on this game, anybody listening, I I would not bet the spread. I'd bet money line on LSU just in case it's a one- or two-point game so you don't get screwed. But because there's, I don't see a lot of upside in the offense for Auburn. 
LSU has some upside on offense. Like they could put up points. Yeah. And the question is, is LSU's defense going to be bad enough where Bo Nix throws for three touchdowns or four touchdowns, which that could very well happen. Um, but it's just going to be a question of how, how bad or how good LSU's defense is. If they can somehow turn it around, and I think they took a step in the right direction last week, um, if they can keep taking those positive steps, then, I mean, they won't be a, you know, a major force in the SEC, but they won't have a bomb season. And, you know, I think they can win. You know, maybe they'll probably lose LSU or against Alabama and, you know, another top team, but they should be able to hold their own in the rest of the SEC if that defense can play well. Yeah, that should be an interesting game Saturday afternoon. We'll, yeah, we'll so CBS, I'll, I'll probably tune into that one. Yeah, I'll I'll tune be, in that, that one. might be a good, good game, even though they're two uh, disappointing teams so far this year. Yeah, well, that was the down, but the up, and I'll tell you what other game I'll be tuning into, which is part of the up, Cincinnati versus Memphis. Cincinnati, right, so this is This is the up right here. Last week, Cincinnati underdogs underdogs chuck <laughs> at smu i was irate when i saw vegas this. what are you doing? I, I i was like i don't know what this is why why smu is favored so i i just threw everything on it i was like this is garbage cincinnati money line and it, if you watched the game it was apparent cincinnati was 20 miles of a better team than smu was i mean yeah. they they ran for 313 yards their quarterback had eight carries for 179 yards <laughs> and three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. That's a Man good scored on 40% of his runs. <laughs> he had a 91-yard run to seal it at the end in the fourth quarter. Their running back, Dokes, had 20 carries for 105 and two touchdowns. Five touchdowns, 313 yards. Teams in the American Conference cannot play defense. Except they for Cincinnati. Can't. Except for Cincinnati, and that's why I like them pretty much in every game this year. I think their biggest test coming up is Memphis this week, which we're going to talk about shortly, yep. and UCF, of course. Yeah, so but, I, mean, I mean, Cincinnati, favorite favorite to be the top power non-Power 5 team this year right now? Yeah, what are they, seventh? Yeah, they're seventh right now. Yeah. But yeah, I saw, I think the line was SMU one and a half, and I was like, SMU has no defense. They cannot stop the run. Cincinnati has a defense. And granted, this was Cincinnati's first true test, I'd say, against because SMU is a top 20 offense, top yeah. 15 pass offense. Yeah. I think Memphis is like sixth and SMU's ninth or tenth. So Bouchot, I mean, coming in there, he lit up. I don't know who SMU would play. They play a bunch of garbage teams. I'll read them up. Texas State scored 31. Northern Texas, 65. TCU got postponed. That could have been a somewhat decent game. Stephen F. Austin, 50. So, I mean, they yeah, played they, garbage they teams. Played anybody. Yeah. They played Memphis. They beat Memphis 30-27. to 27. So they yep, only let Memphis score 27 points. They let a Cincinnati defense-minded team who runs the ball in the American League or American Conference, they put up 42. Yep. Now, SMU's defense isn't great, but Cincinnati sh- will not be scoring 42 points on a regular basis at all. Yeah. And, that, so, and SMU, too. On the road. Yeah, their, their Cincinnati's quarterback only had 126 yards passing. Didn't need to. They barely threw the ball. They didn't need to. So, when I, anyway, but I, I was very high on Cincinnati on that game for those reasons. Um, so, that was that was my biggest takeaway, I think, is Cincinnati is legit. Yeah. Now, they lost to Memphis twice last year in a row, back-to-back weeks. 
because they played them last game of the season and then they played them in the American Championship. So, but I, I think Cincinnati's defense is much better this year. Desmond Ritter is his third, second or third year. So he's also much better and he can, he can run a lot better now. I mean, I watched him run that 91 yards. He outran everybody. So that's, that's my takeaway from Saturday is the asset is one. The SEC is just a cluster of mediocre teams with the exception of Alabama Georgia, eh. and then everyone else kind of just is, eh. Yep. I mean, they're, they're respectable, but they're not, you know, championship contenders. I'm not saying Cincinnati is a championship contender because I need to see him a few more games. I want to look at him at Memphis this week, and I want to watch him play UCF on the 21st of November because I think those are going to be their both of their true, like they're really only true tests in the American because I, I personally didn't even see SMU as a test. But anyway, so Chuck, any any major takeaways from Saturday? Oh gosh, I I did not have as good of a Saturday as you did with hopping all over that Cincinnati. I should have listened to you there. Um, big Saturday, the Big Ten was back, and uh, I made the mistake of of betting on it. Vegas tricked uh, yeah, me into getting into the Big Ten. You know, uh, I remember the f- the first week of ACC and the first week of SEC both happened a couple times in September, and they were saying the dogs won. The dogs were doing great, and uh, I went in Big Ten first week, and I picked some favorites, and it came back to bit me in the ass. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I think. Like week one, especially with no preseason, I think all the teams. I mean, you take the exception of like Ohio State, Alabama, like the top four. Right, the best teams. They're all kind of they're all kind of on the same playing field because they don't get that those reps. Yeah. So I think all the lines. I think you're right. Maybe taking the dogs in week one, especially with the Pac-12 coming up. Yeah, that's a, that's a going to be a some, thought next week. Take some dogs, take some dogs or some big lines because no one in the Pac-12 is that good. Yeah, I mean, we'll have Oregon, some close games. Oregon's the best team, but I still don't see them, you know, running through the Pac-12. No, nope. yep. you still got USC, Utah, and we'll see what happens there. But I, I agree, taking some dogs week one could be the move. But yes, continue. Lesson, lesson learned. Let's just say that. Um, I had Penn State over Indiana. I watched that game for a little bit, and Sean Clifford gotta tell you he made some bad throws he made some bad throws uh but the I, ending of that game though fantastic yeah uh, yeah i mean Wild. power to indiana for going for two at the end of there um i love that call i was all yeah that call. i mean you're 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 at home you're hosting the what was penn state the the ninth the ranked nine? team in the in the nation yeah, at the time nine or ten, something like so that. i mean you just you gotta send it i mean when is indiana gonna get that opportunity so power to them should have saw that one coming. I know Indiana was kind of a popular pick in Vegas, but uh, I was I was laying the points with Penn State and uh, came back to bite me. And then did the same thing with with Iowa. Um, I was minus two and a half, three and a half point favorites, and uh, I know they're they're they lost Kyle Stanley to the draft. They got his new quarterback in, but um, I just thought Iowa historically is pretty decent usually. And Purdue's usually not, and Purdue was out there coach because of COVID-related reasons, I think. So, I don't know. I thought I thought Iowa would have had that one, and they uh, they fumbled it away in the in the fourth quarter. Um, but but lesson learned: not gonna touch, shouldn't have touched the Big Ten, shouldn't have touched favorites. Maybe maybe Pac-12 will 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 keep that in mind as the Pac-12 starts. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with that. I think we got. I get. Done the same thing, you know. Week one of college football, I was throwing bets everywhere, and I cashed. I think twenty five percent of them. 
Because right. again, I was picking the favorites, and they was all mediocre. Yeah, middle like, of the middle of the. I wasn't picking Alabama or Georgia. I was picking Kentucky, Auburn. I was just like, they hadn't played enough yet to yeah. get a, to get a feel. And then I think what's also killing us is there's no out of conference games. Because usually the out of conference games, you'll you'll get a little bit. You got to look at the team, yeah. A test, because you know you'll. Uh, Ohio State was, was supposed to play Oregon, weren't they? Or Notre Dame or somebody. Oh yeah, I don't know. Somebody good, like that would have been a great game to watch because it's like, all right, how good is Ohio State? How good is Oregon? If Ohio yeah. State comes out, blows them out of the water, then I know all the games that Oregon's played in the Pac-12, those lines are going to be smaller. It's like they have bigger chance for an upset. But looking like when you're only playing conference play, it's tough because everyone's on the same playing field except for those top, you know, five percent of teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so non-bet related, I didn't really touch these games. Um, but I thought there were some big takeaways here. Oklahoma State, big win yes, against Iowa State. I wanted State. to talk to you about this, but yes, continue. Are they the, the class of the Big 12 right now? Am I crazy? I mean, are they the team to beat? I mean, that fourth spot in the college football playoff right now. I mean, we got Bama, we got Clemson, we got Ohio State. We're looking for that fourth team. Is Oklahoma State the favorite for it right now? Dude, no. I do not <laughs> like Oklahoma State. Okay. And I'll tell you why. They have, they have no history of doing anything. Yeah. Done. And if history will tell you anything, they'll lose to Texas this week. Yeah, I saw that. They're I was, gonna, I was they, thinking they are either going to lose to Texas this week. I'll give them this: if they lose, the, if they do not lose to Texas, and they don't lose to Oklahoma, I'll buy it. Yeah. But until they beat both of them, I can't get on the horse. Yeah. Because they have they they beat Tulsa barely. I mean, if I watched that the end of that game, I mean, they scored a touchdown like at the end. Yeah. But that was an ugly game. That was yeah. not a good game. Week one, I'm not, I'm not buying to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, week one again, playing field. But then that's the playing field thing, you know, all equal playing field except for the top five percent. Are they in that top five percent? I don't know. Then they played West Virginia. West Virginia, I'm not even sure how good they are this year. They've yeah. kind of just been right. average. So I mean, I didn't think too much of that win. But I mean, they won by 14 points. So I'll give them that. Kansas, psh, who cares? They suck. Um, then last week they, they did play well against Iowa State and their defense is playing better. Well, yes, yeah, that's that's what I was going to bring up. Um, I know you're talking earlier about the American Conference and Cincinnati playing defense. Oklahoma State's playing defense in Big Twelve, where people don't usually play defense. So I, I kind of I'm I'm not going to touch it, but I'm leaning Oklahoma State over Texas this week. They're very one dimensional with Sam Ellinger, and I think maybe Oklahoma State shuts him down and and Chuba runs all over him. Um, yeah, because Texas I, cannot tackle. I do like that, but I'm 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 looking at the stats again. I'm I'm a stat man. I do love the stats. <laughs> and Ohio or Iowa State's running back ran for 185 yards. On yeah, he's pretty good. So I mean, yeah, he's pretty good. And Brock Purdy, I'm not a big Brock Purdy guy. Yeah. I mean, especially after he threw that one like weird fumble pass thing against TCU. <laughs> that was like all over Sports Center. And I was just like, because this guy's supposed to be like a top quarterback in the draft. Yeah. And I'm like, that play right there for me takes that away. Like, <laughs> why would you even think about no, doing that? But I mean, so I'm not I'm not huge on Oklahoma State yet. I think if they beat Texas by not like one, two, or three points, like if they beat them by like seven or yeah. ten, then I'll I'll hop on that train with you and I'll start thinking, oh, maybe they are the team of the Big Twelve this year. Right. Well, I mean, and it, um, and it really does come down to these next couple of weeks. I saw they got they do have Texas this week at home, and then they go to yeah. Kansas State, who's not bad, and then they go to Oklahoma. 
I if I don't know. I don't know if they can make it through that without a loss, but if they can, I mean, then it's if they can, if they can, I'm with you. I'm then it's smooth you. sailing, yeah. Then, then uh, I think they're getting so that fourth spot. We'll see. We'll see. I think they have to win sizably, though. Yeah. They can't be winning these games by one or two points. Like they, if they beat everyone on that schedule by three points, I don't think they're making it in. You don't think undefeated Big Twelve champion? No, no. Even Especially not with the history of the Big Twelve. Not it's not with the history of the Big Twelve in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, here, let me let, take a look. Like I think they put. Um, I honestly think because I mean, look at the committee right now. They're ranking a three and one Georgia over Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's right now. And yeah, no, but I, I think that if Oklahoma State only wins those games by one or two points, yeah, they can't move the needle. It's one. not going to be convincing enough. But if they win by even seven, just a touchdown over all those teams, or even if like one of them is like like if they beat Texas by three, and they beat Kansas State by seven, and they beat Oklahoma by seven, I think that'll be enough to propel them ahead of like Georgia and even Cincinnati, just because of strength of schedule. But if if they're winning these games by one and two, all of them. And then the teams that aren't ranked, if they play them and only win by one or two, I'm not sure that they'll make it. Yeah. Um, because yeah. Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State, for me, in my opinion, are locks. Unless something random happens. Yep. Agreed. Um, that fourth spot is up for grabs. I mean, Wisconsin looked great. You never know there. Um, BYU's not making it in. I don't care what anyone says. Um, looking at the all, under, all other undefeateds here. I mean, no one from the Pac-12 is because they're only playing, what, six games? Yeah, it's so a tough, I think it's between... tough situation. And Notre Dame is in the ACC, right? So they have to play Clemson. They're going to yeah, have to play they'll... Clemson at, at least once. So they'll lose because Clemson's just... Yeah, Notre Dame. I don't think Clemson has played a whole game of football yet. I think they just stop in the, at halftime. No, Trevor. They're up by so much. Yeah. I know you're a Clemson alum, so you must love that, but those games got to get boring. Oh, I... I, yeah, I would say I, I do love it, I guess, but I don't. I mean, I, I literally watch half long of games, and uh, I love to see my boy Trevor out there a little bit longer, obviously, but, but that means we're winning, so either way. Well, I, I, as a Colorado fan, you know, we are absolute garbage, but we just got a new coach. I think we got uh, Georgia's offensive defensive coordinator. Uh, so we... Our first game's next weekend, so next week on the podcast, I'll be talking about that. We're already out, The line's already out. It's UCLA by, I think, three and a half or four and a half, so I'm taking UCLA already because I'm like, sure, I'm going to win that game. But, all right, anyway, yeah, continue with you. Any other uh, takes from Saturday? Or Yes, well, so you kind of digressed a little bit with the Colorado take. I don't think that's very important, but... <laughs> no, that was just wrong. Something that is important is Jalen Waddle going down for Alabama. Yeah, I saw that. You 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 really hate to see that, obviously. Um, Even as if you much, hate Alabama, as, yeah, as much as I hate time. Alabama, we saw Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs go in the top fifteen last year. We're probably looking at the same scenario with Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith going top fifteen picks this year. So you always hate to see a guy with that high of draft expectations go down. And how that how that might affect him in the draft, I don't I don't know. Yeah, well, we we sure hope that he you know he gets better soon. But that is a tough tough blow for Alabama, but um, especially you know coming up on I mean the SEC like we said earlier, average kind of in the middle, but yeah. I mean, still you gotta you gotta play every week. Well, and I mean I I do think that that might not affect him through the rest of the ACC Alabama, but my take is. 
that may that may come into play when they have to go play Ohio State or Clemson. I I would agree. I think that's um, a big I, loss. I mean, Mac Jones is not experienced and missing one of his guys, and Devonta Smith getting all the attention. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, I I don't follow Alabama football. I know as much as you do because you you've seen him in the championship three of the past four <laughs> years. I don't know. So you you know you know them a lot better. But all I know is Nick Saban. I just every time that man is coaching a game. I mean, they always seem to win or it out. yeah. We seem to figure it out. So. And, I mean, you know they have a bunch of guys right behind Jalen Waddle ready to step exactly. up. A bunch of, bunch of five so stars just in the weights. Yeah, if I was an Alabama fan, I mean, I'd be, I'd be sad, but I mean, I wouldn't be like, oh, obviously it's not over yet because I mean, yeah. you guys got a great. It's like a farm system and a professional team all in college. <laughs> yeah, their second, their second team could probably beat some teams. Oh, definitely, definitely. Or definitely start on some other teams, that's for sure. Oh, without a doubt. So, all right, is that is that all we got for Saturday? Yeah, I think we're we're ready to wrap up last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday, some wins, some losses. Um, we'll get into a, a few, couple picks later in our pick section. But right now we're going to talk about Sunday. Sunday was a good day yeah, to Seth, be Seth made. Yeah, Seth had a great Sunday. Oh, my Sunday God. Sunday was a great day to be made. Nice seven Seven team parlay. Chuck, I didn't tell you. I had a dream last night. <laughs> I had a dream that I had an eight leg parlay. All right. Note, and I lost it on the eighth one. Because you didn't I, cash I, out. I woke up. I woke up so mad. I was like, <laughs> God, no! I was like, Oh, it's a dream. I was like, Oh man, I was stressed. I was sweating. But yeah, it's because I didn't cash out, and we'll get to cashing out. Yes. So anyway, seven part parlay. We had the Browns two and a half. Right? Yes, that, it was an alternate spread. The real spread is three and a half. We love alternate spreads yeah, on the show. Taking away Chuck that hook got, was a good play. Chuck got burned on the <laughs> spread. because I, I took an alternate spread, and I cashed out big. So we had the Browns alternate line, two and a half. Carolina Panthers at seven, plus seven and a half. We had the Packers on a money line. Chargers money line. Bucks money line. Bills alternate spread of two and a half. I almost took them straight, like, took them by ten. But then... I'll get into how I don't like betting with or the Jets. The Jets are just a train wreck of a franchise right now. So I don't even like betting for for them, obviously. Never bet on the Jets. And I don't like betting on the team playing the Jets. Um, and then my last one was the Bears plus 12 and a half, another alternate spread against the Rams. That was my last one, though. So obviously, if I won big, you're like, how did that happen? Because the Bears got... They couldn't score, so they lost by what fourteen? Yeah, twenty-four, four, 24-10. We cashed out. We cashed out, baby, and I'll <laughs> tell you why. We had a like I was. I think they they offered me. I think it was like seventy percent of my um, total winnings if I cashed out, and I had already placed a hedge bet on the Rams to win by more than ten and a half. So at the end of the day, I'm like, is it really worth like risking all of that seventy percent for like the next like twenty percent that I would have gotten? You know, yeah. minus the hedge. I was like, it's just not worth it. It's not worth, you know, losing a thousand dollar return. Anytime you have a chance to take something for a thousand percent return, take it. <laughs> I don't care what it, unless, unless for whatever reason, like there, there, there are some obvious, like, you know, like if you're like the Chiefs are going to win their next game. Like, yeah, I take that against the Jets, like, obviously. But like anything that you're like, I don't know, this kind of could go either way because the, um, the payout was uh, minus 195. So, I mean, it wasn't like a guarantee. 
because in my head before I almost I almost left it in, but last second I was like, I have a bad feeling because I'm like Chicago does not have a good offense, and I'm banking on the Bears keeping this game under like 20 points, which they didn't. But so and at the end of the day, happy I cashed out. Yeah, smart choice. Yeah. So Chuck, where Chuck messed up there was. Um, we won't get into all the games, but we'll talk. Chuck Chuck went regular spread of Cleveland <laughs> minus yeah. three point the, three and the, a half. The hook got me. That's I why it's called the hook. Spreads at three and a half, and you, everyone right. listening should hate them too, because spreads at three and a half are terrible. Because if you think about it, someone scores a touchdown, someone kicks a field goal, right? That's four points. So if you bet on the team that scores a touchdown, you cover the spread, right? Yep kick another field goal it's it's one but then it adds up to be like what was the score 27 to 24 uh i think it was 37 34 is what it ended up being all right perfect yeah because that's just field goals and touchdowns it's just a different combination of three and four getting up to seven because i mean i've played my share of ncaa games and i know that (laughs) winning by three points is very common you know when i'm when it's tied because that's the thing if it's tied in the last couple seconds You know, you're going to win by a field goal, and a lot of games are won that way. And that's and it's it's a lot. There's a lot smaller chance that a team's up two or or one. One's sure. a little more common, but two isn't as common. But yeah. three, I feel like three is a more common number. So if you ever see a spread, it's two and a half. I mean, three and a half. I'd always either knock it down to two and a half or go up. I, I just don't like the number three and a half. Um, and then Chuck, you you bet on the the Patriots, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, talk, talk to me about that. I, I, I didn't like that, and I actually threw a, <laughs> another bet on the Niners to win and, and have the Patriots score fewer than 23 points, which also cashed. Wow. Yep. So, um, yeah, tell me, tell me why, uh, why that appealed to you at the time. So I have this strategy, right? I've, I've been using it a couple weeks. It's, it's gone pretty well up until this point. Um, this idea that when you go get embarrassed on TV and you're you're a well-run organization, you got a good quarterback, a good coach, maybe both, you're going to come back strong next week. You're going to come, you I know. Would, I would agree. Right. That's so trend. that's worked in the past, you know, when the Buccaneers played the Bears on live TV. You could tell how pissed off Tom Brady was. You know what they came back and did? Against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they crushed them, right? They had zero, zero penalties and zero turnovers. True. I didn't even I didn't even believe that when I heard that I was like the Buccaneers had zero penalties like really, right? So I mean Tom Brady was embarrassed and he got a shit he's got a team to get his shit together. Same idea with the Packers this week. We saw him get embarrassed by Tom Brady and they came back out and they crushed the Texans. Looked very yeah. good this week. Very good. So I was thinking the same thing with the Patriots. I was counting on my my man Bill Belichick to get his shit together. And it's I'd say it's very logical to bet on Bill. Right, so Very I mean, marginal. they they had just lost a an ugly game to the to the Broncos on after kind of having some COVID issues and and uh, and I thought they would bounce back against a, a 49ers team that I'm I still don't believe in, and I'll I'll get into that later. Um, but but yeah, I guess I I'm not gonna touch the Patriots anymore. I just don't know. They've looked so good at the start of the year with Cam Newton, and now they just look just terrible. And to be fair, they have nothing around them. And I guess Tom Brady could could elevate those guys a little bit better than Cam can. Yeah, I I agree completely percent. Uh, in fact, in my in my notes that I was writing down for all my prop bets, we'll get into later. The thing that I have for Bills and Pats: What is wrong with Cam? 
I literally have that written down, typed out with a big question mark. Yeah, at the end. Makes no sense. He looks because at the beginning of the year so he looked good. great. I mean, granted, he, he they did play Seattle where he had a great game, and Seattle's defense is ranked Seattle's defense last. Is awful. I mean, the Dolphins aren't great, but I mean, if you look at the stats, he really didn't throw that great in that game. Yeah. He played well against the Raiders, the Chiefs. They were going to lose. I mean, he wasn't even in that. He game. wasn't playing. Yeah. yeah, the Broncos. That was kind of a, that was the red flag game where I saw him and I was like, that, and you're right. You're like, they should bounce back there. Yep. Um, but I just because the 49ers the week before they they played the Rams right, mm-hmm. which was after they got embarrassed. Right, the Dolphins. That's a that right? was a great strategy there too. Yeah, Same so thing. great strategy there. And I was I was thinking, I'm like, all right, the Patriots are coming off of a game where they lost to the Broncos. They scored 12 points. Yep. And it's like they they didn't necessarily get embarrassed, but they lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to. Right. Like by they, they, they the Patriots should not lose to the Broncos right now. Um, and I was just thinking, I'm like, all right, this game's in Foxborough. So that'll help the Patriots. But I just didn't see Cam after, you know, the past three games, like since he came back from COVID, he hasn't done anything, especially throwing the ball. Yeah. And I'm like, he's going to have to run against the 49ers team. And I usually, now we'll get into this later. I am a big fan of quarterbacks over rushing yards when they have it, when the other opposing team has a great D line. But you have to be able to throw the ball. Yeah, you he, can't be like, oh, I'm just going to run. He has nobody yeah, to throw to. He has no one to throw to. He has no weapons. And that, so that's, that's why Tom Brady left? Yeah, and I'm like, that's why I, I'm like, I can't, I can't go Patriots here. And I, the fact that they were favored, I was like, like that's kind of weird. Like, I mean, Vegas is probably thinking the same thing. They're like, oh, yeah. they lost the Broncos. They'll get it back this game. But, right. yeah, I saw that game, and I'm like, I don't think the Patriots are going to score 20 points. And they didn't. So I bet that, and I bet the Niners well, okay. money line easy plus two hundred cash, um, yep. so that was that was nice. So yeah, so that's what we're looking at like right now. Seth Seth's obviously pretty hot. I'm I'm pretty cold. Do with that what you will, listeners. Um, could I be due? Could Seth cool down? Seth keep it going? I don't know. You choose who you listen to. Well, we are for sure gonna try to heat it up in this next segment. We are about to open the vault, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So open three, are you wide. ready to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show me the money, Seth. Let's hear it. What the we got we are opening from the, the vault. vault. You know why we're opening the vault? Because you know what you keep in the vault? You keep money in there. You know why you keep it? Because it's secure and it's safe. <laughs> we're going to be throwing some secure, safe, prop, lock bets out here. So let's get it lined up here. All right, first game, we're starting Thursday night. We got the Panthers against the Falcons. I'm telling you right now, not even touching the money line, not touching the spread. I don't want anything to do with the Falcons betting right now because for yeah. all, they should honestly be three and six, or, or not three and six, three and four or four and three. They should have beat the Cowboys. They should have beat the Bears. They should have beat the Lions. There's three games. There's four and th- four. Wow. They should be a better team than yep. they are. Agreed. They should, in theory, be favored in this game. Because if they are 4-3, and three, they're definitely getting the points over a 3-4 and four Carolina. Yeah. With a just-returning Christian McCaffrey. In Atlanta, so too, right? No, nah, it's in Carolina. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't like this, um, the line at all. I just, I don't, I don't like touching the Falcons. Even the over-under, 
Um, I, I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be the, be a shootout. The last these teams have already played too. Um, the last time they played, it was twenty three to sixteen, I think. It was something something close like that. Um, but I, I have a feeling that this game is going to be a bit more of a shootout, Chuck. Um, oh no, my computer seems to be having a lot of problems. We got to open up our second monitor over here, maybe. That's why we got two of them. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to be talking prop bets in this game. Now, I'm I'm going to be using some some team stats, player stats. Um, you know, you, you can find all this stuff online. Um, so if, if you either don't believe me or you care enough to check it out, you can go check it out. Um, sorry if I'm off by you know one or two points, but should should be about right. So the first the first thing that I like um, the lines just the props just came out today. I was eyeing them up all day waiting for them to drop. First one is Teddy Bridgewater passing yards. It's at two eighty six or two eighty seven. Let me try to get my thing to work here. My computer's kind of just freezing out. But anyway, I believe it's 286 or 287. Last time they played, Bridgewater threw for, I think, 313 yards. And they, he didn't have McCaffrey. As, as we know, McCaffrey, very good running back. He's probably the best in the league. Chuck, you think so? Or at least top three. Yeah, from, from an overall talent standpoint. Overall, not gets, just running. You tough. got Henry. Yeah, you got yeah. Henry, who's a beast. You got a couple other ones. But, like... I'd say he's one of the best, if not the best, two-way yeah. weapon, like receiving yeah. and rushing. Him and Kamara are just different. Yes, I, I would agree. Kamara is also very – yeah, I think it's Kamara, Henry, and McCaffrey. They're all healthy. Yeah, okay. For, for me. I'm Those okay are my top three. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So, yeah, Panthers beat him 23-16 last time. Bridgewater had 313 yards. Gurley had 14 carries for 121 yards in a TD. So that's where I'm going to start on the props. Teddy over 287 passing yards. McCaffrey's coming back. They didn't have him last time. You're adding a major weapon to the Carolina offense. In addition to Robbie Anderson and what's the other guy's name that they have? DJ Moore. So you got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Christian McCaffrey. Three guys that'll help increase Teddy's production. Atlanta's defense is terrible. Absolutely. They are, I believe they're third. To, they're in the bottom five for um pass offense let's see passing defense yards per game pretty sure they're pretty yeah they're second to last <laughs> they give up an average of 333 yards at teddy's i think teddy's only thrown for over three over 280 something i think either just in that game or in another one so if you're skeptical on that don't bet it but for me i really like it because you're adding another weapon to him you're going against the second worst passing defense. And the only worst passing defense is Seattle, who gave up 35 po- or 30 points to Cam Newton, who we just saw <laughs> somehow forgot to throw the football. And I think he threw for over 400 yards in that game. Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the same guy. Yeah. But so I really do not like Atlanta's defense in this matchup at all. They have a, they have a terrible front seven. Their secondary is weak. Their their defense just is kind of a liability everywhere. And I think Bridgewater, especially with McCaffrey coming back, is going to expose that. So then that leads to my second one. Now, this is kind of a hot take here. Bridgewater's rushing yards for the prop bet is 11 and a half. Chuck, I like the under. That's crazy. Under. You're crazy. Under 11 and a half. 11 yards? I will tell you why, Chuck. And this is why I'm big on quarterbacks going against good D-lines. Atlanta's D-line is terrible. 
They are not good. They're in the bottom five of D-line rankings of the NFL, right? Yep. So what happens when you have a bad D-line, Chuck? No pressure. What happens? There's no, no pass pressure. Rush. There's no pass rush. So quarterbacks, I'm not talking about Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray, they have designed runs where he runs. Even Cam Newton designed runs where he runs. Yep. Bridgewater can move, but he's not, you know, they're not running the option. Yeah. So if there's no pass rush, he doesn't need to move. Because I, as I, as a, you know, JV quarterback in, in high school, Chuck, I, I love just sitting in the pocket, but I never could because my line was terrible. But anyway, now what do you expect playing on JV? But besides the point, if I could sit in the pocket all day, I'm going to do that. Yeah. So I think he'll be able to sit in the pocket all day Thursday night. Well, maybe a little pressure here and there, but not much. And I don't think he's going to scramble. And he, quarterbacks, I mean, sure, he might run a three-yard QB sneak. But, I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, and, you're, and I know you mentioned this to me earlier. Like, one scramble and that's over. Yeah. But one thing I got burned on earlier in the year, I bet Baker Mayfield over seven and a half rushing yards. Because I'm like, oh, that's that's easy. He'll easily rush it. He got it in the first quarter. But that was his only one. And he ran for nine yards against the Bengals. And then they they won that game. But you know what happens at the end of the game when you your team's ahead and you know there's a minute left? You gotta take a knee and you lose <laughs> two or three yards. So especially if Carolina's favored this game, favored in this game, let's just say that they're fa- that they they're gonna win by three or two or one, they're gonna take a knee at the end. So give them two knees. You're really at 13 and a half. Yeah. So then you're starting with you need two scrambles. You know, two six, seven yard scrambles. And I just I don't see that happening against the D line that can't get any pressure. Right. Especially last time they played, he had three rushes for three yards. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I was I was gonna say I, I saw Bridgewater and I guess this this validates your point. I saw Bridgewater run a little bit against my, my Bears uh what, two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh but that, that goes against your that goes for your point. The Bears have a good good pass defense. Yeah, because he ran for uh here, let me pull it up. Yeah. And the other, the other thing is Chris McCaffrey's coming back, so his main checkdown guy's gone. Like the Buccaneers, great defense, right? Fantastic defense this yep. year. Good front seven. He did not have a single rushing attempt because McCaffrey is. He, that was they played the second game of the season when McCaffrey was healthy. Oh yeah. He didn't have a single rushing attempt because when the pressure came, he could just check it down right there. You go, yeah, you go to McCaffrey. So that's, that's probably gets the ball out a little bit faster okay. too. Yeah. So. But yeah, against the Bears, he had um, he probably had like thirty or something. Yeah, forty-eight. Yeah, forty-eight rushing yards, eight rushes for forty-eight yards because he's scrambling, he's trying to get out of there. And didn't have so time. anyway, that, that's my stuff on Teddy. I went heavy on him just because <laughs> it's coming up. The lines are out. I won't be going as heavy in all these props as we did later because none of the lines are out yet. <laughs> you you love your Thursday numbers. props, man. You yeah, love I love Thursday. my Thursday props. <laughs> love them. Hop on. So now we're gonna get into Atlanta now and. I love Gurley in this matchup. I love Gurley in this matchup. The Carolina Panthers has given up over 60 yards, I think, to every running back except for one, like every main running back except for one. Um, I don't remember the game off the top of my head, but Gurley ran for 124 yards against them last time. And there's nothing to say that he's not going to do it again. So I, I really like – and plus he only ran the ball 14 – 14, 15, okay, yeah, that's times. that's big because I was gonna say if, if you know if the Panthers get out to a big lead, Gurley might not get that many carries. But, yeah, what, but what's the number? Can, what what are you looking even, at the number here? 
Uh, the number is, I believe it's 58 okay. is the number. I mean, so in, in theory, he's only got, he only needs, you know, 12 touches to get to that point. Yeah, my, my computer kind of froze on me, so I had it all lined up, and now i got to go to the phone. It's just being difficult today. God. Wednesdays. Let's see. Gurley. Gurley. All right, he's at 63. Okay. I still like the over there. Yeah. Because there's also no guarantee, because if Atlanta plays well, which we know they're capable of doing. In fact, they've, they've had three fourth quarter leads. Like, oh, Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, if they're running the ball, I, I do are, think this game will be will be close for a while. Oh, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I'd take, like, if you want to really bet a line on this game, I'd take um, the Falcons, like, plus seven and a half. Yeah, I don't think it. the Falcons are going to lose by more than seven. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to lose by more than seven. So, bet that how you will, but... I'm sticking to the props. So, yeah, I like Gurley in this matchup. The Panthers' defense against the run hasn't been great. I mean, they gave up 103 to Leonard Fournette, who's been hot and cold when they played um, Tampa. They gave up a lot to Josh Jacobs. They gave up 93 to Josh Jacobs, three TDs. So, you know, they – and Gurley's a good running back, too. I mean, he, I mean, he hasn't been as great as he was, but still. Yeah, like, he's had a pretty good year. He has, he has. So yeah, he ran for 121 yards, 14 carries. Now, if you want, if you're not confident in just the running, you could also bet him uh, receiving yards too. I think receiving yards, it's 18 and a half. He had 29 last time they played Atlanta. Um, you could also do rushing and receiving. I might do this, Chuck, honestly. It's 80 and a half rushing yards plus receiving yards. Yeah, a little bit of a discount, yeah. Because then if, you know, you had your bets a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, if he if he runs well, which I think he's going to, and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over eighty, just running the ball. Right, he's got to do. So then one you, you're two. over without even receiving. Yeah. Now, granted, in that game, Julio Jones wasn't there. Mm-hmm. The first time they played. Yeah. But then that just speaks to my point even more. Like those checkdowns, McCaffrey, Todd Gurley. I I, I see either of those bets being a good option. Yeah, I, I definitely like that that combo. I think there's some good value there. And then my, my last prop for this game, last one, wrap it up, make it quick, Robbie Anderson. He's their leading receiver right now at Carolina. His prop, I believe, is 72, oh, 76 and a half. It's a high prop for a wide receiver. Yeah. I know it's high, but he torched him for eight or seven. He was targeted 12 times wow. against Atlanta last time. Atlanta's secondary is not good. Again, we're talking about the second worst pass defense yeah. and if you do, if you don't necessarily want to go that high you can go a little lower with dj Moore at 69 and a half because last time they played dj Moore had 93 yards wow so i really think you could e- you could even do both of them if you wanted to because i don't because especially if teddy's thrown for 300 yards right where are those yards gonna go yep yeah so i mean i i personally i would think a good bet here and this will this will feed you here, let's do a little um little calculation here for the for the listeners but if you bet those three, like if you bet Bridgewater, just we're, t- we're just talking about the Panthers here. If you think Bridgewater will throw over over 300 or, you know, yeah, 284, and you get Robbie Anderson over and DJ Moore over, let's just say that's that's a plus, 330, plus 336. So you're more than tripling your money. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a small weekend. You don't have to throw the house on it, but, you know, you throw – a little bit on it but that pays out pretty good to start your week and then you can start you can put that into your bigger bets later on so i I, i'm pretty confident with that that's a bet that i'm gonna make personally um throw that in tonight maybe maybe tomorrow morning 
Uh, but I'm I'm pretty confident with that right now coming into coming into Thursday night football. What are you, any any thoughts on the props? You think I'm a little little aggressive there? It's a it's a little bold. I mean, you know, to to throw it all on the Panthers. Uh, you know, let's let's say they come out and and shit the bed a little bit. You're you're screwed all all, all day there and uh, twice on Sunday. But um, I don't know. I don't I don't get into to Thursday as much as you do. I'll I'll, I'll keep you. I do love Thursday. I'll keep your Thursday magic weird. rolling. Thursdays are weird. Thursdays are either Thursdays are no so scoring. Weird. There's no scoring or there's a lot of scoring. Yeah, Thursdays always. Because I remember sense. a couple Thursdays ago, or maybe it was a Monday. I don't know. It was Jets uh, Broncos. Yeah, that was they put up like over fifty points, like combined. Yeah. It's just like, one of those games. Terrible teams right now. Yeah, because also they're coming off short rest. Defenses are tired. Yeah. So you're you're going to give me the second worst pass defense on four days rest. All right, Seth. What what are your thoughts on Thursday night football in general? Let's let's just get into this Dude, a little bit. I don't. I think it's. I mean, is I it really necessary? Dumb. I think it's dumb to yeah. be honest. Just, I prefer like Friday night. Yeah. Because. You know, in high school, my mom always come in, and she's like, time to go to bed. And I'm like, Mom, the fourth quarter just started. Like, I got to watch the game. <laughs> but so I, I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. And, like, the matchups that they put on are just they're bad usually bad. time. Yeah. Like, they're usually bad. So it's like it's not even a good, like, game to watch. Yeah. They never have any playoff implications. Rarely they do. Um, I remember I'm a Colts fan. It used to be the the – the Colts division used to be always on Thursday. It was always like Jags, Titans, like yep. Titans were bad, <laughs> or like Texans, Colts. It's all that they always put like division rivalries on it. But I mean, I don't know. I just I like the feeling of Sunday. I'd like Friday night maybe because I mean, there's no real good games on Friday night for football, college football. Yeah. Usually, usually. Yeah. Um, but if they moved it to Friday night, because then you know people, it's only about the atmosphere. I can want to go out and watch the game with my friends. Yeah. Um, and I it's kind of harder to do that on Thursday when everybody's got work. It's all about the product you're putting out on the field too. I, I don't think we're getting our we're getting the full I, view of I the team on you're Thursday. Kind of, yeah, you're not. Neither of these teams are going to play at 100 percent rest because yeah. they played on Sunday, so they they have to travel. So so Atlanta has to travel to Carolina. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's not that far from the yeah. trip. Yeah, you know what I mean. But still, hours. they have to travel. They get like one day of practice. They'll you know do walkthroughs, and then they play a game. Yeah. Which is possibly to save their season. Because, I mean, they're not necessarily dead in the water, statistically. But, I mean, they lose this game. They might as well be. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other story of what to do with yeah. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones if you want to start blowing this thing up. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Uh, I think I, I, I want Matt Ryan to go to the Colts. But that, yeah, that's, you're right. That's oh, another okay. story. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk okay. about it next week. We'll, we'll see how this speaking, game goes first. Speaking about the Colts, though, it's the next game we're going into – um, not too much to talk about here, um, just based on the because the props aren't out yet. But I'll tell you the one thing that I am looking at, and I'm waiting for it to come out, is Peterson's rushing yards, and I'm looking at the under for that. Colts got a pretty good defense. Yeah, Colts have a very good defense. Um, they've really only had one weird, strange game, and that was against the Browns because they just looked bad. And, like, their defense got exposed by Baker Mayfield and the Browns. So that was kind of a weird game. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, they've held pretty much every – and the Jags, again, that was week one. I don't even know what that was. Um, but their rushing defense is in top top five, I believe. Let's see here. Pretty sure it's top five. Rushing defense. 
rushing yards per game. Yeah, they're third. They average 88 or they're 88 yards against them on an average. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and Detroit has two ranks. They got Swift and they got Peterson. Yeah, Swift's been playing well recently, too. I think he's yeah, so I, I, Peterson, I'm thinking it'll probably be like in the 50s, maybe the line. Yeah. Uh, maybe high 40s. And I, I take the under. I don't think Detroit's going to run on them. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. So I'd, I'd look for that line um, to all you, you know, listeners out there. I'd, I'd watch for that line. Um, and if, if it's higher than like 50, I would definitely throw the under um, due to the Colts being the third best rush defense and that Swift and him are kind of not splitting carries, but Swift's getting a lot of, a lot of attention back there. So I, I definitely like the under in that game. Um, that's, that's really all we'll talk about who I pick in that game later, but do you like any, any props in there or anybody to look at? Uh, I don't know what kind of odds you get, but probably Philip Rivers throwing an interception. I think that's pretty much a lock at this point. I, I honestly, I don't even think they put that in there because it's just such a such, <laughs> such lock. a lock. Yeah, I mean, maybe I, maybe seen, at one and a half, maybe. I've seen that bet a couple times. I know that's definitely available. I, for the record, we're just using FanDuel out here. Um, <laughs> there's some other sites where you know there's there's a couple more bets or different bets. Uh, but from what I've seen on FanDuel, I've only seen a couple games where they have um, interception on there. Uh, Vegas doesn't do that a lot from what I've seen. It's kind of it's kind of 50-50. But, yeah, if that's a bet, I'm definitely including that because I, <laughs> I definitely think that he'll be throwing a pick against the Lions. Even though the Lions, you know, their defense isn't that great. I don't think no, they yeah. – our past defense is, hold on, not overly fantastic from what I believe. Detroit – yeah, they're 20. Their past defense is 20 if they give up 200. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them. I mean, Philip Rivers kind of got it back on track last week after a slow start against, or two weeks ago because they had a bye. Oh, coming off uh, a bye too, okay. Cincinnati, that's the other thing. I like them coming off, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, prop bet for that game, Adrian Peterson under on his rushing yards. Now, if his rushing yard total is like, thir- if the over-under is like 37, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'd stay away from that. But if it's in the high 40s or 50s, I'd take the under. Um, next game, talking about we got a little Bills and Pats. Um, I don't like this game at all. At least betting on it, I think it's gonna be a good game to watch, actually. But I don't like betting on it because the Bills are coming off a very confusing performance against the Jets. Yeah, they only kicked field goals, and part of me wants to think that it was just like because they were playing the Jets. And they're like, ah, oh, we're going to get, you know, we don't have to try that hard, which really no one does when you play the Jets because you can't score. Uh, it was like, that's like a fun thing you can do at NCAA. Like, I'm going to win this game with all field goals. <laughs> it's like, I, you could do it. But so I don't like, Bills are favored by three and a half. I don't love that line. Like, some people might think that it's low based on how the Patriots performed. It does but seem I'm also low. thinking about what you, what you said too, because they got absolutely embarrassed last week. Cam Newton got benched for Jared Stidham. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those rivalry games that can always go either way. Even when the Bills are bad, they could beat the Patriots. So this could work in reverse. The Patriots are bad, and they could beat the Bills. There, there is one prop bet that I do like. Um, I usually don't throw a lot of these out there because they're kind of tough to win or tough to predict. More of a risky one. But I do like Cam Newton as an any anytime touchdown scorer. Let's, let's explain that to the audience, so. We'll explain that to you. So anytime touchdown score, that's not throwing the ball. That means whoever scores it has to carry it over the goal line. 
So Cam Newton has more picks than touchdown passes this year by <laughs> like two or three. Like he is not throwing the ball well. Yeah. However, he is running the ball. There, yeah, so he has two touchdown passes. We're back. <laughs> we, we, all right, so this is our first podcast. We didn't understand that our recording thing stopped after an hour. Um, so we apologize for this for these first two episodes. We're going to work on the format, get it a little bit condensed. We're just a little excited out here. Um, I know it cut off in the middle of my Cam Newton prop, anytime touchdown score bet. Um, but yeah, we're going to pick up from right there. And we'll, don't worry, we'll get the format down better. Uh, it'll, it should be about an hour next time, or we might even split into two episodes. But we'll wrap that up at the end. Anyway, moving on, because I know this is already an hour in. Cam Newton, anytime touchdown score, he has two touchdown passes, nine interceptions. But he's rushed for a touchdown in four games this year, including two of them he rushed for two. So Cam on the ground is a bigger threat than in the air. And like I said, after the other thing is, we talked about this game for like 20 minutes after – it cut off. So I'm like, I'm saying everything over. A lot here. of good takes, then. A lot of good <laughs> takes to. that were just missed. Damn it. We'll have to repeat them for the. Anyway, so the Bills, like I said previously, I don't know what that last week was, but this is a division. As Chuck said, I'm not sure if it's on there or not. It's a division game. We've seen the Bills almost beat the Patriots when they shouldn't have. We've seen the Patriots beat the Bills by a lot. It's just one of those games where I don't really want to touch the spread, but I will touch Cam Newton rushing for a touchdown. I think he'll get it back on track a little bit. I don't expect him to have a blowout game or anything, but I expect him to get it going on the ground a little bit. I know, Chuck, you like the under. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I didn't see what the number was at, but it's probably in the 40s. It's at 42. The, the low 40s, yeah. So, so. 21-21 ties it. Yeah, so... Uh, I. I like it. I do. It's it's a risky play. I might I might bump that you up. You could alt line. You could alt line it. Yeah, up to I might. Like, I I would probably bump that up to like forty five or so, and that's then I feel, I like then I feel well. pretty yeah. good about it because I think this I, is going to be a defensive, in the trenches kind of a game, I'm similar to that that Bills Jets game last week, or or you know some stuff we commonly see from Bills Pats, probably something twenty four seventeen kind of game. I agree. Ever since the Bills lost the Titans, they they've scored sixteen points, seventeen points, and eighteen points. So maybe they get it back on track here, but honestly, I guess the Patriots defense, I see them scoring 20. Yep, me too. Maybe a 23, not much more than that. Yeah. Uh, so, so we like the under here. Right. We like we like Cam Newton. Uh, let's get on to the next game here. Next game, we got uh, Titans-Bengals. This is my upset pick of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Tennessee ranked 26th in pass defense. Joe Burrow has thrown for over 300 yards in most of his games, I'm going to pull up the, the stats right now. He has been carrying this team through the air. Joe Mixon is out most likely, I think. So, Javon and Bernard's going to be in the backfield. So, they're going to be without their star, uh, without their star running back. So, we've got – all right, here's, I'm going to read you the total yards that he's thrown for. Week one, first game, 193. You know, we're going to let that go out there. Next game, 316, 312, 300. 183 against Baltimore. That was the one game that got blown out. 313 against Indy and 406 against Cleveland. Joe Burrow has just been playing better and better and better. Three touchdowns last game. He did have one pick. He also had a rushing touchdown. I I like Joe Burrow to expose Tennessee's defense because Tennessee has not won games by a lot. I mean, they their first three games, they won by a combined six points against Denver, 
the Jags, and the Vikings. And those quarterbacks were Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew, and Kirk Cousins, who are having terrible years so far. So I see I see this game now. I'm not guaranteeing a Bengals win here, not by any means. But I I like that. I think you got to give them a shot, maybe in like an upset parlay or just straight up. Because it'll pay pretty good odds. Uh, but for me, the, the other issue that I'm running into here is the Bengals are the fifth, fifth worst rush defense. So King Henry, they're just going to run right through him. So that leads me to my prop bet is whatever Derrick Henry's rushing total is, I'd go over unless it's like absurdly high. But I think I think he will easily have 100, 100 yards. I mean, Tennessee averages 145 yards on the ground. So anything <laughs> over 70 for Henry, 80 in there, I like that. And I also like a Derrick Henry touchdown. You can parlay pair those up. Um, but I do like those. I'll personally be throwing an alternate line on this game. We'll get to that later. And for Cincinnati, I like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins on the overs for passing yards. I don't know what those lines are yet, but I'm assuming Tyler Boyd will be in like the fifties or low sixties and T. Higgins will be around there too. I like over those games. They get a lot of targets, but they average about seven, eight targets a game. Joe Burrow is going to be slinging it because I think this game's going to be a shootout. So I'd take both those guys on the over as well. Chuck, you, uh, you have a little little different opinion on this game? Not as high on the Bengals. Not not de- definitely not as high on the Bengals. I, I see what you're saying in the past defense. I see I see that it might be a shootout, might get some points here. I definitely like Derrick Henry on the over. He's just having a monstrous season. Um but the Titans are coming off, you know, again, employing that thought process. Like Mike Vrabel's gonna get his shit together this week after that tough loss to Sears where they, they should have tied it with a with a field goal at the end there. So I, I, I see the Titans winning this game and maybe even covering the five and a half points, six, whatever it is. Um, I think it's five and a half, yeah. Yeah, well, I think half. I'll I might I might throw on that and we'll get to that later, but um I definitely like Derrick Henry on the over and I Yeah. Not a bad take on the wide receivers on the over as well. Yeah, if you don't if you're not confident about the Bengals, which honestly I'm I'm it's kinda of just kind of a fun upset to think about. I might throw it separately, but um, I definitely like the props in that game because I do think it is going to be a high-scoring game because so so does Vegas. Vegas has the over/under I think at fifty-two wow. or something like that, fifty-three and a half. So I mean, they're expecting it to be a shootout as well. So I I think Joe Burrow. I mean, if you even want, you could throw Joe Burrow's over on passing yards. I think I think the overs in this game are going to cash. Yeah, because he's especially hit, on the Bengals. Bengals pass. Yeah. He's hit 300 most games, so that's what that's what I'd go with on that game. Okay. Um, next game, this is a more reasonable upset, I think. Not as much of a stretch, but the Browns Raiders. Browns are favored by three and a two and a half now, actually. So I, you know, I do like the two and a half line as I mentioned earlier, but I like the Raiders in this game, Chuck, and I'll tell you why. The Raiders are a top 50%, like out of all the teams, they're in the top 50 for rush defense. Cleveland has to run the ball to open up Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield will not play well if he drops back in the pocket and has to throw the ball 30 or 40 times. He's just not going to play well, and he's proven that. He's also proven that he cannot consistently beat any team other than Cincinnati. And the Raiders are not Cincinnati. They're much better than Cincinnati. They beat the Chiefs, who a lot of people think are going to win the Super Bowl again, or just win the AFC, even if they don't win the Super Bowl. This is their only loss so far. I think, and Derek Carr has been fantastic. He's only thrown two picks, which is tied for second in the league. As you know, Baker Mayfield has thrown more picks than that in one game. <laughs> so I'm, I'm betting on the Raiders to win the turnover battle. 
Granted, Cleveland does have the fifth best rush defense, so they are going to slow Jacobs down. So Carr is going to have to have a good game. Um, but all of his games have been good. Like there, there has not been a game where I'm like, oh man, he didn't play well that game. Or like, oh, he really underperformed. I mean, he's he's thrown for lowest he's thrown for is 239 yards. Um, he's thrown for two touchdowns in every game, two or more every game other than the first one against Carolina. Um, and I just see him outplaying Baker and winning this game in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This one's this one's tough for me. I can't. I can't even decide. These are these are two like just really hot and cold teams. Um, I'm curious to see how Baker does without OBJ. I know he played better last week, and I think that that might be a trend that we're starting to see that. You know, Baker doesn't feel like he has to force the ball to OBJ. Um, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of Browns games, so I don't know if he's been doing that or not. But I think that might that might kind of ease up some pressure on Baker, and maybe he can he can let it loose a little bit. Um, yeah, but, the the, the uh, one thing that does scare me is that um, Vegas does not have a good pass defense. Yeah, yeah uh, I think they're twenty. Bad. They're twenty, yeah. They're twenty, yeah. So they're twenty-eight on passing, which I mean, which could help Baker. But when the Browns lost this year, they have lost thirty-eight to six against the Ravens yep. and thirty-eight to seven against the Steelers. So I think I think if the Raiders can get in Baker's head early, he's gonna crumble. Yeah. This game could, I think, it could possibly end up being a blowout. Mm. Like I, I think it has the capability of being a blowout. I mean, Granted, they're playing at home, but I, I, I really do not like the Browns off this, especially coming off a big win in Cincinnati, yeah. where Baker threw for five touchdowns. He's not going to do it again. I, I'm, I said put money on it. And I'm going to put money on it. They're going to be, they're going to win. I like the value there. Yeah. So next game, we got two more, two more games we're going to talk about here. Next one, little bit, talk about a little bit. Steelers Ravens. Now, this game, again, not a game that I'm going to touch on Great the line. Game. Great game, though, but I'm going to watch it. It's going to yeah. be a fantastic game. Great game. Um, I think I do like the Ravens in this game uh, just because, I, I mean, the Steelers have been playing well, yeah, and they are 6-0 after beating the Titans, who are 5-0. Um, but there's just something about me that I just can't get on the Steelers' hype right now. I think it's, to me, because they just haven't, beat a team in my eyes that is I mean even the Titans they're not a five they weren't a five and oh fraud like they're a good team but and they beat the Ravens last year in the playoffs but I just feel like Lamar Jackson's a different different aspect especially in the running game for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh now Pittsburgh has the best starting seven in my opinion yeah, or front defense seven is really really good this year best front seven which is why I'm not going to be betting on the line, Chuck. What do I like about front sevens? I like when the better front sevens rush and the quarterback runs. And this is probably hit Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, best two rushing quarterbacks. I love, love Lamar Jackson over whatever his prop is for rushing yards. Whether it's in the 50s, low 60s, I I think he will honestly run. Because the Eagles, they played the Eagles uh, a couple weeks ago. And the Eagles also have a top five front seven. And they and Lamar ran for over a hundred yards. I mean, he just he was just running everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't stop him. Then the Chiefs, Chiefs have like a you know decent enough front seven. It's not great, but it's not like bad. Um, 
you look at their rush defense real fast. But, um, well, actually, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs have a terrible rush defense, actually. They've given about 150 yards on the ground. And I think a lot of that is from quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson ran for 83 yards against them. So I I really like Lamar, whatever his over rushing yards is. Even if it's in, honestly, the like high 60s, I still like the over there mm-hmm. because I, I think he's going to scramble a lot because Pittsburgh's defense is very good. So he's not going to want to, you know, to try to throw it in those tight windows. And I think he's going to end up running the ball and scrambling a lot. I, I honestly, I think that, I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't bet this, obviously. But I wouldn't be surprised if he had over 100 yards rushing. And that's, that's, that's all I really have for that game. Um, I don't like the, the Steelers receivers are a little too streaky for me to touch. And then Lamar going against the Steelers D, I don't really want to touch him passing or the receiving yards for any of those receivers. But um, I do like Lamar out of the backfield just running. Yeah, I was just just pulling it up right now. Lamar is their the Ravens' leading rusher this year, on yeah. both attempts and yards, um, by a lot. Yeah, and he's averaging almost sixty yards a game. So uh, we'll see what that line comes out as. Uh, but I definitely I like your logic there. Yeah, so that's I'm I'm pretty pretty confident on that one. Um, and then you got anything else on that game, or you get there? No, you know, on the, on the game itself, I can't, I can't decide. I'm, I'm going back and forth. Um, I think the Ravens have gotten overlooked after that that loss against the Chiefs. Everybody kind of counting them out, and uh, the Steelers. Everybody's jumping on the hype hype bandwagon since they're six and zero, and they got it. They're gonna have to lose sometime. So this might yeah, be yeah. That's time. like because I, I definitely don't think that they're going on defeat. So right. But so anyway, this might be a spot here. Yeah, moving to uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly just briefly talk about this game. Uh, Eagles Cowboys. Cowboys are terrible. I don't. They're 0 and 7 against the spread. I'm not betting on them at all. I'm not betting against them because I don't even know what's gonna happen. Um, they're just a mess right now, and I don't want I don't want them to for once because I told Chuck. I remember I was like Chuck, they're gonna be. I'm like they gotta be Washington. Like they're t- Washington's terrible. Like, they can't they can't go 0 and 7 against the spread. Well, they did. They got they lost by 20. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm done with this. So done with the. I mean, I didn't put money on it, but I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't. So yeah, I'm not betting the Cowboys until they show me some sort of consistency. Um, and they so far they've been consistently bad, but you never know. Um, but the one thing I do like is I like the Eagles running backs over whether it's Sanders or Scott who's in there. Um, I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I think they'll be ahead. I think they're going to feed them. Cowboys defense is terrible. Um, Dallas has. The last, the worst rush defense. They give up 178 yards a game on the ground. I see this as an easy over. If they, I mean, Sanders and Scott, their over won't be more than more than 70 tops. And I see whoever's healthy and starting that game to be in the 80s. So that's that's the only thing I like from that game. This, yeah, quick quick cover in this game. You got anything on that game? Uh, I will. Uh, I will hit on that later. I'm gonna save that for later. Okay. Um, the last game that I'm gonna touch on here. Um, and I love this game is the Chargers versus the Broncos. Love the Chargers in this game. They're favored by three. I think it should be much more. Yeah. The Chargers have been playing significantly better since Herbert took over. Herbert has been fantastic. He's been almost like Joe Burrow level. Um, let me pull. I'm going to pull up some some more stats for you on his passing. Uh, especially him and Keenan Allen have had a have kept that bond going. Yep. They've, they've gotten better together. He's so he's thrown for fifteen hundred yards, 
12 touchdowns, which is tied for 13th. And the guy didn't even play the first, what, three games, two games? Yeah, two and a half. Sure. So, I mean, he's, he's London Rip. He's got three picks. So it's not a bad four to one ratio. And his QBR is 74. So that's 12th in the league. That's pretty good. And he's going against a Denver team that's struggling to, struggling to score. So I, I think that they're just going to air it out. I mean, they beat Jacksonville last week by 10. They lost to New Orleans by three. Tampa Bay by seven. But they put up 31 points against a Tampa Bay defense. Now mm-hmm. people are going to say Denver's defense is good too. But I mean, he just showed against Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay, who supposedly has one of the best defenses. He put up 31. He threw it for 290 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. And they were winning and that game in the fourth he quarter. Ran for, I mean, he ran, or he ran for 14 yards, but... Last week, he ran for 66 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, he can dual thread it out, and I just don't think Denver's going to be able to contain him enough to win the game. Um, I He scored 27 points in every start except for the first one. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to fault him for that. But I, I also like the over in this game, too. I think, I think the um, Chargers will put up 27, you know, 30, and I think Denver's going to have to score. And I think they are going to score because I don't think – um, the Chargers' defense is that good, uh, as they gave up 29 points to a struggling Jags team. Yeah. Um, and I, I see this game kind of turning into a shootout as well. I mean, the Chargers are 23rd in pass defense, and uh, Denver's 13th. So, I mean, Denver's significantly better, but I just think Herbert's going to beat him in the air, and I think Denver's. Gonna, I think Drew Locke's going to have a better game than he's been having, just due to the the fact that. Neither, I don't think Denver's going to be able to stop the Chargers' offense, and I think um, Drew Locke's going to get it going enough, but I still love the Chargers to cover three. And then, if, I mean, I'll probably lower the uh, uh, the over-under to like 40, 40 and a half. I mean, it's at 44 and a half right now, you know, just to, just in case, you know, Denver doesn't quite light up the scoreboard like I think they are. But I, I love the Chargers to cover three. Yeah, that – you know, again, going back to this, one of those division rivalry kind of a games, you never know, but um, I do think the Chargers should win this one, and uh, I like that over, too. That, that 27 points, Herbert's been really playing really well and just airing it out, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, you're a nice little Chargers fan a little bit, right? You like them a little bit. A little bit. bit. I, I root for them. I, I, like yeah. to see them. I like to see them do well. Yeah, so... Well, that, that, those are all the prop bets that we're looking at. Now that, yeah, I don't have any prop bets for the Chargers game. Uh, that game is more just kind of on the cover of the win. Um, but, yeah, so now we're going into uh, segment four. Chuck, you want to introduce your own segment here? Yeah, so we just, we just opened the vault with Seth with, with some Hop the Props. and uh, We'll keep it open until we lock the, uh, <laughs> lock the bet. It's still but, open. Uh, it's still open. It's still open. We didn't, we didn't close open. it yet. Nah, it's still open. <laughs> um, so my segment is going to be called now. Full disclosure, I did not come up with this. My my last name, if anybody who knows me, the German way to say it is kind of like Jaeger. Um, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, my my brother um, when he was playing Pee Wee football, um, he got the nickname Jaeger Bomb, and obviously, you know. That's a great drink. I like. I like that gets your night. That gets your night going for sure. Dude, anything with Red Bull gets your night <laughs> right. So, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna call this segment Jaeger Bomb, and I'm gonna drop one bomb every week, an upset that I really like. And I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go in on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some money down on it, 
And uh, this one, I was I was kind of looking through NFL, didn't see a whole lot of upsets that I liked. I'm gonna get a nice drum roll going for you right before right. you drop it. We'll so uh, let me let me know when you're about to drop it. Count me down, and I'll give you a nice drum okay. roll. So I I got into the to the NCAA and was starting to look at some double digit lines. And there's there's a couple teams that I was looking at, but um, when it came down to it, here's my team this week. You ready to get the drum roll going? The Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, that's a take. That's a hot yes, take. Yes, sir. That that is the bomb. The Jaeger bomb. That is quite a bomb. And that's the Jaeger bomb. So how'd you come up with that take? All right, so here we go. Arkansas. Coming against Texas A&M, right? At yep. Texas A&M. At Texas A&M. So I know that that's the tough part that makes me kind of worry about this one a little bit. Is it in Texas A&M? Texas A&M had a good showing against Florida, their last home game. And uh, both these teams are coming off a bye, so both teams should be rested. But Arkansas is 4-0 and against the spread this year. Um, the spread is 12.5, so they're getting 12.5 points, and I, I like those points. That seems like a lot for an Arkansas team that has played a lot of close games. They should have beaten Auburn, like I think I, I mentioned should earlier. Should be 3-1. and one. Yeah, they should be 3-1. and one. They, they did get beat up by Georgia a little bit first week out, but I think they're playing better. Uh, Seth, and you and I were talking about uh, our boy Felipe Franks is the new quarterback on Arkansas. Felipe, coming over from Florida. my guy. He can sling it around a little bit. Um, he, can, he can throw the ball. Yeah, he I, was, I like he him. He's not a terrible quarterback. He he was a little interception heavy, but um. Yeah, now they, their like, offense is yeah. I'm with you there. Their offense isn't great, but yeah. their defense has been pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I see this game being like. 30, 30 to 24 or something like that. I think Arkansas can, can keep it close. And I think Texas A&M is a little overrated. I, they, I know they had that big win against Florida and everybody got super excited about them. But I'm not a big Kellen Mond guy. I watched him against Alabama. And I know it's Alabama, so nobody really plays well. But, but he just didn't look good to me. So I, I like Arkansas. I think, you know, getting the points, I think that's good value. And uh, that's that's my Jaeger bomb for the week. Chuck, I, I'm going to throw some throw some some stuff in here on your bomb i i like that bomb as well for everyone who's like whoa that's too hot of a take for me <laughs> i still like them to cover as well felipe franks if you take out that first game against georgia just erase it he's thrown seven touchdowns and one pick his rating has been 158 wow. 206 and 125 he's playing great so he's playing he's playing well and he's thrown for 212 yards against mississippi state 318 against auburn and then 244 against um, Mississippi. So I I do like him. And, I mean, he can run the ball a little bit. He doesn't get a lot of yards, but he, he can still run. Um, and I, I think Texas A&M is a little overrated, personally. And I, I agree with you. This is a good chance for an upset in that middle, you know, SEC, like we talked about, where it's all jumbled up. Like yeah. we talked about in the, the first segment. So I, I, I like this Jaeger bomb. I'll be taking the bomb. I'm knocking it down on the table. <laughs> I'm taking it. I like it. I love that. All right. So, all right. Fifth segment here. What, yeah. what are we doing this weekend? What are we picking? Yeah. I know we threw out a lot of stuff earlier. Obviously, we're not going to bet all of those because that's just too much. But um, so first, we're, I'm just going to touch a little bit on college football. Um, I'm not a huge college football betting guy just because I think it's so unpredictable. Um, and it's, you, you can't get as many alternate lines and bets, so you have to kind of bet more straight up. But there are three games that I do like. Um, I like Minnesota over Maryland. 
Minnesota's favored by 19 and a half. I wow. usually don't like, yeah, I usually do not like there. betting a lot of points. But after the way Maryland looked against Northwestern, <laughs> yeah, they, they got, looked they so wrecked. bad. To his brothers, to quarterback his brother in Maryland. Sucked. Yeah. Uh, he was terrible. He threw three picks. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, there is no way. And now, granted, Minnesota's defense could be worse than I think it is. Yeah. And maybe Northwestern's like good. Maybe. We'll see. Because again, they got, they got an interesting game against Iowa this weekend. Well, I'm be, they do. I'm they do. So one. we'll we'll see that game. But I, I don't think Northwestern is suddenly amazing on defense. And I don't think Minnesota is that bad on defense either. So I, I like Minnesota to cover 19 and a half points. I know it's a lot of points. If you can get an alternate line on it, go 14. But I, I really think this is going to be an easily a two, three score game. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there, there's my take on that. Next nice two, I'm parlaying these two. I like Cincinnati money line and I like Coastal Carolina money line. Coastal, go Shants, baby. Cincinnati is playing Memphis. Memphis is ranked last. 101. Yeah. Out of all the teams playing on defense, they're ranked 101 on defense. They give up 567 yards a game. That is terrible. Terrible. Yeah. So bad. Cincinnati just ran all over it. Yep. SMU. Talking about earlier. And SMU is their defense is a little better than than Memphis. I mean, it's the Americans, so again, they're not great. But SMU held Memphis to, I think, 30 points or 27 points. Cincinnati's defense is miles better than than, SM, than SMU's. I, I think that Cincinnati's going to slow the game down. They're going to run the ball, and Memphis is not going to stop them. And if Desmond Ritter has to pass the ball, oh, darn. He's going to pass the ball against the worst defense in college football. Like, I don't think Cincinnati's going to have a problem scoring. And I think Memphis is going to. Cincinnati is 22nd in pass defense. So I think Cincinnati is going to control the clock. Memphis won't have possessions. If Memphis gets down early, they're done. I don't think they can come back. Because Cincinnati has proven they can just run the ball down your throat all the way down with their quarterback or their running back. And, I I mean, the line I think is at three, maybe seven. I don't know. Somewhere it's a single-digit number. But, I mean, you can take the line if you want. I think it's five and a half. Um, Can check real fast. But I, I would just take the money line here. Because it's it's not not that big of a difference, and yeah, it's seven. So I mean, it, it probably won't pay as well. But when you're parlaying it with Coastal, it'll make up for it. Because Coastal, they're only favored by I believe three or two yeah. and a half against Georgia Tech or Georgia Georgia Tech Georgia State. Georgia Tech Georgia State is 82nd in total defense. They give up 465 yards a game. So as you can see, based on these two bets. I'm, I'm basing it purely on defense yeah. because everyone in college football can score for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. cause you know, the defenses are, there's a big difference between the top defenses and the worst defenses. Like some of the worst defenses look like D2 defense. Like they, they just don't look like they're out there at all. And coastal has 26th of total defense. They give up less than a hundred yards um, than Georgia state. Their, their offenses are about the same. Coastal Carolina's quarterback has played lights out. They're five and zero. Um, Georgia State's lost lost to uh, Louisiana Lafayette by two or by three. Coastal beat them by three. I just I see this game going Coastal's way, and I, I see a money line just in case you don't get burned by like a close one or two point game. So you pair those two up, and I, I think it should pay out to be plus uh, should be about plus one eighty something. So I mean, 
throw a decent amount on that. That's that's a bet that I'm pretty confident in, and you should be too. So I'd, I'd go heavy on those two. Minnesota, you can bet that separately if you want, or pair it with some other game that you want. But those are my three college football takes there. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any takes you want to talk about uh, before we go to the NFL? Yeah, should I hop on my what I got for for Saturday? Um, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw a little bit more down on on Saturday. I'm gonna. You are a Saturday guy. Saturdays I, are for the boys. They're they're for the boys, and I'm a, I'm a big college football guy. They're for the Jaeger bombs now, man. We're just taking. You know, I'm gonna have to start taking a Jaeger bomb every Saturday. Every Saturday. The games. Right. A little noon Jaeger bomb, baby. Whatever time that Arkansas game is starting, I'm I'm doing a Jaeger bomb right before it. Catch me on the golf course <laughs> taking a bomb. I think that's a that's a night one. I think that's a night. It one. is a night one. It's a little seven thirty Eastern time. SEC Network. I'll be watching. I'll be tuning in. To Kyle Field, College Station. Damn, College Station at night. I might, I don't know. I might need a couple Jaeger bombs after that. That's all right. Anyway, continue, continue. All right, so I got a, uh, what I got? I got seven teamer here. Um, Whoa, big yeah. boy. All right, let's hear it. I'm, gonna, I'm taking a lot of favorites. So I'm going to take a couple, right. couple money line favorites that I feel pretty good about. Um, you know, your classic Clemson and Bama. They're, yeah, they're going to win. Bama, I mean, both are 31-point spreads at home. Uh, Bama against Mississippi State, Clemson against Boston College. Uh, Boston College might cover that. They're playing pretty well this year. and I, I never know about Clemson. I think Bama will cover 31 against Mississippi State. Um, All right. Oh, that's the other thing. I don't think Mississippi State's going to score 14 points in that game. Yeah, yeah. They that, look that'll terrible probably ever be since that first game. Pretty but ugly. That's, yeah, I won't talk about that, but I, I don't like them at all. Um, but yeah, so I mean, not a lot of value, obviously, on those games. But but what I like to do in these parlays is just just throw a couple locks in there. You know, it only helps your odds a little oh, bit. Oh, it does only help. I mean, even a, even a little bit, like when you're throwing a seven-teamer, it, it helps enough to where it's it's worth throwing it in. Yeah, it makes it worth it. It, it ups your odds. And uh, so I'm doing Clemson-Bama money line, and then I'm also going to throw Oklahoma money line. So they got they got Texas Tech in Texas Tech. I was looking at Texas Tech as a as a potential Jaeger bomb this week. Um, I decided against it because I think Oklahoma is going to turn this thing around a little bit. Um, I'm I'm putting my I faith like that. In, I I agree. I'm putting my faith in Lincoln Riley, and I know we talked about Oklahoma State earlier. I think Oklahoma rolls and maybe even wins out, and including a, a big, I could a big I could game see it. I would not be surprised at home against Oklahoma State. Um, I'm putting my faith in Lincoln Riley here, and uh, I think he'll. We'll, we'll just get it done against the Texas Tech team that hasn't looked very good. Um, so I got a couple other favorites that I'm going to bet the lines down a little bit with some alt lines. Um, so I got Notre Dame. They're they're favored by 20 points against Georgia Tech, and, you know, Georgia Tech's not the best. And Notre Dame's defense, this is something I didn't they're, – they're giving up less than 10 points a game on average right now. Ooh, that's – so nice. that is just crazy, and um, obviously we've seen Georgia Tech play some pretty bad games this year um, against Clemson, particularly. So I think I think Notre Dame will will win pretty easily. I'm not willing to lay twenty points. That seems like a little bit much to me, but I'm gonna lay thirteen and a half um, with Notre Dame there, and and kind of increase my odds a little bit. Chuck, for for those who cannot get alternate lines on some betting um, applications, would you would you take Notre Dame? Plus uh, minus twenty and a half is I I think I would as well yeah. I would yeah you know I, I I'd would. be confident in it but if you can't get an alternate line I agree thirteen and a half sounds yeah, just about mine is, it could couldn't hurt to take it down in a, in such a big parlay but if but if you're looking for a game 
with a favorite and, and laying the points. I think that's one of my favorites. Um, they're minus 20 at Georgia Tech. And then another one I like, um, I'm reluctantly going back to the Big Ten and basing all of what I saw of Sean Clifford in Penn State last week and I didn't like. And I'm taking Ohio State to win by a touchdown um, in Penn. I know it's in Penn State night game. No, no fans, man. Going to be a huge game. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I like I like that bet too, though. I, I like where you're coming from there. They they did not look good against Indiana, and Ohio State actually did look good. Yeah, and Justin Fields is is unreal. He he dropped some weight in the offseason. He's faster. Um, I think he's getting ready for the draft. He's probably going to go second, third it's overall. Dangerous, so dangerous, yeah. dangerous. They might that that line's coming out at minus twelve. I would. That's another one I would I would consider laying all those points. Um, but if you can bet it down, I might I might bet that one down. And then, so to to end it, I got a couple of just touchdown favorites. Um, so these these are teams laying six and a half points that I like to cover. Um, so you hit on this one earlier, Cincinnati. Um, I know you're going money line there, but I'm gonna take them to. I'm gonna lay the points with Cincinnati. I, I, I like that as well. I'm I'm not gonna not gonna not, push you away from that. Yeah, I mean it's not a big number because um, Memphis Memphis is pretty decent, but they so this, can put up points. This they is can. What I'm basing it off of. I know you brought brought up that how bad their defense is. Literally, like, couldn't be worse. Um, but I'm also basing it off of I saw SMU and play Memphis earlier this year. And I would say that those teams are pretty similar. It was a I didn't know what to pick going in. I think it was I I don't even think there was a spread on it. I think it was a pick'em game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it was something. It, they were, those teams are similar though. Right, and it ended great. up being a close game, thirty twenty seven. So I would say Memphis SMU similar teams. What did Cincinnati go and do? Go into SMU and just obliterate SMU. So Memphis is going to come into Cincinnati and going to beat them by or cover. A touchdown? I don't know. I can't. I can't buy that. I'm gonna lay the points with Cincinnati. Uh, so me and Seth both big on Cincinnati this week. Take a look at that one. Noon kickoff should be a good good watch actually. And then to wrap it up, um, going back to the ACC, the conference I feel the most comfortable in, with the Big Ten being the conference I feel the least comfortable in. Um, I think everybody's overreacting. I think even Vegas is overreacting to UNC. A little bit. Um, I know they had that ugly loss against Florida State a couple weeks ago, but look, uh, they're pretty good. They came back in a big way and beat a pretty good NC State team, and they're only favored by six and a half against UVA, um, who can't really throw the ball. And I think everybody's overreacting to UVA playing Miami close last week, but I just don't trust PJ Armstrong and their ability to throw the football. So I'm going to lay the points with UNC. And Sam Howell, I think they're actually a, a better team. I think they're getting a little underrated right now. Chuck, I, I knew nothing about that game. I didn't look at it at all until <laughs> you just said something. I hey, now love that game. You're absolutely right. I You are an ACC guy, and I think you're absolutely right about that game. I, I've seen Virginia play a little bit, and they, they cannot throw the football. Yeah. I know they had that one cool catch in the back of the end zone where the guy kind of like toe-tapped <laughs> last game, but like – yeah, and they, 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 can't played, throw they the played ball. Miami close, and I think they everybody's. Did. But my, everybody's Miami is also kind of hot and cold, too, yeah. I think. Um, I think UNC just had the blip, and I think they're actually a pretty good team, and we'll yeah, see. UNC that. really only had the blip for the first half. They outscored Florida State right. by like 20 in and the they, second half. And they really should have won. There were a couple drops there by a. Uh, couple drops right at the end. I think, yeah, I, I think UNC should be undefeated right now. 
Yep. Even if you even with that first half, but I, I agree. I think they are Vegas is dying them down a little bit, which, yeah, uh, which so is I, good for us. I really like that one. I might. Yeah, and um, for for everybody wondering like what's that paying out? I mean that's about that's over a thousand percent. It's plus sixteen hundred um, without the alt lines. That's just straight up. So you throw the alt lines in there, probably be about plus nine hundred or plus eight hundred. Yeah. So I mean you're still you know eight times your money there. Um, if you're throwing on Chuck's parlay, I mean, I might, I might throw you know a little bit on it myself. Oh, I like the sound of there's, it. There's a couple in there that definitely look in, worth looking into. Yeah, I definitely, definitely like Cincinnati to cover and North Carolina as well. So I might, might throw that in. Might change my bet to Cincinnati to cover instead of just win. But um, I like it, Chuck. I like it. Thank you for that. Uh, All right, let's let's wrap there. this bad boy up with some, some Sunday NFL Sunday. football. What yeah. you got? So. We're going. We're coming off of a, a big win, so we're trying not to get too cocky out here because that's what happens after big wins. Sometimes you can think you can just start throwing money around, but that's not what we're doing. We're still in the vault, safe, secure bets. <laughs> so I really only have one money line pick, and even this pick, I mean, I like it, but I'm not in love with it yet. Uh, but it's the Colts over the Lions. Uh, like I said, I don't think the Lions are going to be able to run the ball at all. They're going to be completely one-dimensional. You're going to force Stafford, who is – I mean, I, I like Stafford. He does – he's a little inconsistent for me. But, again, the Colts coming off of a bye week. Phillip Rivers seemed to get it together last week. I think this team's kind of coming together with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, as the Colts fan, I'm a little biased still. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I do like them. And this game, I think they're going to – I think they're going to win. The Lions still have not won a game at home. They're 0-2. Um, a game that I'm thinking about replacing this with um, or even adding in, I'm not sure yet, is the Rams. I didn't talk about that game at all. I'll just talk a little bit about it now. Tua is starting for yep. the Dolphins against one of the best defensive teams, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I, I don't see Tua being successful in this game. Like he's, I think he's going to end up panicking against Darnold in that pass rush. Um, you got Jalen Ramsey on the outside. Their deep safeties are decent, linebackers. Like, I, I just see this game going to the Rams by more than three and a half. But, I mean, I'd, I'd money line that game and replace it with the Colts if I kind of change my mind about it. But right now, those are the two games I'm looking money line for. Um, then next three games, uh, we're going to alternate lines here. So, as I mentioned earlier, the Bengals. I love the Bengals. I'm going to give them. I'm going to win plus eight and a half on the Bengals. That gives them a touchdown and an extra, uh, yeah. you know, and an extra point in case something weird happens or the scoring is weird. So I like the Bengals to. I like the Bengals to possibly even upset the Titans. But here I'm playing a conservative. Um, I'm just going to give the Bengals eight and a half here. Um, I'm going to plug it into my my app here so I can give you what this will pay out to be. Let's just take Colts money line. Um, and then Bengals alternate line at alternate line at where is it? Oh, it might not be up yet. Oh, here it is. Just for all the uh, yeah, it's it's plus one. It, it's minus one eighty five. So you're still getting great odds on that. Next game that I'm going to take is the Raiders plus five and a half. Again, I think the Raiders will win this game. But just to cover my basis, so I'm not, you know, I'm not getting greedy out here. I know that in the end, um, it'll work out fine. 
Um, five and a half, I, I'm very confident they will be able to cover five and a half. Not concerned at all. Um, now, you know, I'll just do this later. I'll talk about it while you talk. I'll plug it in while you talk. And the other game that I like um, on alternate line, maybe even just straight up, is the Packers over the Vikings. Um, didn't talk about that game much, but the Packers have been playing fantastic other than that hiccup against the Bucks, which I don't know what that was. And the, Viking, the Vikings look terrible. Um, the Packers blew them out in the first game. I think the Vikings scored like 21 points in the fourth quarter and kind of like garbage time to make it like look respectable, but it wasn't close. So the line on that game, six and a half. Um, I just had the Packers at two and a half. Again, not the three and a half in case they win by a garbage field goal. I don't want to get burned like our boy Chuck did last week. <laughs> Um, and then the last one that I'm, that I'm only going to bet one more, and that's a straight-up line of the Chargers at three and a half. That's the one that I'm confident they're going to cover. Um, so we're rolling with about five. It's a five-legger, five maybe a six if I decide to throw the Rams in there, but most likely a five. Um, Chuck, what do, you, what do you like on Sunday? While you talk about that, I'm going to throw it into uh, the little calculator thing here and figure out what the line would be or what the payout would be for all five of those. Yeah, so there's a there's a couple of those I, I like and I'm on the same boat as you. I like I like the Packers to win. I think they're gonna keep it rolling. The Vikings look look bad, like you said. Um six and a half is definitely a lot to lay. I would definitely consider bet, betting it down like you did. But then uh and then I'm also on the Chargers um minus three and a half or even even just money line just to just to win that game. It might it might be closer than we think, I think, but um, so I, I'll throw those in there, and then something. One of my favorite bets of the week is the Seahawks against the Forty ers Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that game. Yeah, so I mentioned earlier, I hinted at it. Uh, I'm still not in on the Forty ers um, I know they um, they got wrecked by the Dolphins, then came back strong against the Rams and the Patriots in back to back weeks. Um, but now they get a Seattle team that is hungry after that Cardinals loss. That was just a, a blown lead again. I think that's that goes back to one of these like and you know they didn't get embarrassed, but it was it was a nationally televised bad loss because Russell Wilson threw three picks and he's been playing really well this year. So I think they come back. the The spreads looking Seattle minus three. I think they come back and cover that and. Uh, prove that they're still the team to beat in the NFC West, even though the Rams and 49ers are looking pretty good right now. Chuck, I, I agree. Um, I'm going to throw another prop out there. Again, it's not out, but 49ers, what do they have, Chuck? What uh, do the 49ers have? Good, well, good front seven if they're healthy. Good front seven if they're healthy. And I'm, I bet even when they're not as healthy as they could be, they're still better than half the teams, I'd say. So I'd say they're in the definitely the top 50%. Okay. Um, so I, I do like uh, Russell Wilson on his rushing yards as well, as long as it's not absurdly high. Yeah, and it high. probably shouldn't be. No, yeah. Um, I think it should be pretty low because he doesn't run it that much. I'll, I'm going to go back to the to the to our lovely stat sheet real fast just to give you you know a firm answer on this because I don't want our viewers to be skeptical. Um, but yeah, I, I see Russ, you know, getting getting outside the pocket a couple times. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, well, let's see. I'll I'll, I'll read his rushing yards. He, he runs a little bit. So we've got week one. He came against uh, Atlanta, twenty-nine yards. New England, thirty-nine. Dallas, twenty-two, uh, which makes sense. Dallas sucks. Defense low. Uh, Miami only ran for five. Minnesota, fifty-eight. And Arizona, he ran for eighty-four. 
So whatever that line is for San Francisco, probably think it's going to be in the 30s. Yeah. 30s or so. I'd bet that up. I think that I think he's going to go above that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think they win. That's a I really like Russell Wilson, man. I really like He's Russell. good. He's real nice. God damn. Um so the other two I got, I got I know you said you you weren't you weren't going to touch this, but look. The Eagles have been getting a lot of shit lately, and I'm here to dismiss that a little bit. Carson Wentz has been working with absolutely nothing, and he led his team to almost beat the Ravens two weeks ago. That and then he led his day. team again to beat the Giants. So, And he's starting to get some pieces back. I heard Djax is probably back. Miles Sanders might play. Dallas Goddard might play. He's not just throwing to Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward anymore. Um, and look, the Cowboys, man, they're just a shit show right now. Terrible. Terrible. Um, I was just looking up their quarterback for this week. I, it's from James Madison, right? Ben Danucci? Danucci? Danucci. Danucci? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so. I think that's our guy. So, hey, he's two for three for 38 yards. Don't get on his back, man. Look, I... Good. I'm okay. I think I'm okay to lay the points here and, and kind of... I think the Eagles look at this as a must-win game to just stay, stay on top of the NFC East that just... Is just garbage. Um, so I think seven and a half again, a lot to lay, but I think they get it done. I think they they smoke the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. And then to wrap it up, wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at all. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, I like to, that take. To wrap it up, I'm going opposite of you. I know you really like the Bengals as your upset this week. Um, I really like the Titans this week. I think they're going to come back strong. I think I hinted at it earlier. Derrick Henry is going to run for a lot of yards. Tannehill's playing out of his mind, and I think they should have won that game. I think we'd have be having a different conversation right now if, if Steven Goskowski made that field goal and the Titans were still undefeated. You know, Tennessee can win all they want. I just don't want them to win by more than eight. <laughs> all right. They can win by eight points, and I will be extremely happy. Yeah, so... Um, I'm looking at money line there, but I would even consider laying the the five and a half that I think it's at right now. Hey, fine with me, as long as it's six, well, seven, or eight. It works with me. Yeah. All right, we we could both so, we could both be right. We could. I think that's uh, I think that's all we got on this uh, very very long part two of our first episode. This will be episode one part two. Uh, I think future weeks we're going to start doing one. Um, show on Wednesdays, Wednesday nights, uh, recapping and also talking about Thursday night football. And then before Sunday, we might, we're probably going to throw out another one, um, talking about the games on Sunday. That way all the props can be out and we can really give you guys, um, good, good line for the props. Uh, cause we're just speculating where they'd be right now. And you have to kind of look at them for yourself. Um, that way you can just plug and chug and just be like, oh, yeah, they said this. We're plugging that, plugging that. <laughs> and right now, you know what we're doing, Chuck? We're taking a Jaeger bomb. Take one with me. <laughs> and we're closing the vault. We're closing the vault. We're closing locking the vault. it up. The vault is closed. We're locking it up. We'll, we'll open it up next week, and we'll collect what's inside. We'll collect that interest. That's key. We're investing. We're investing. investing, not gambling. This is an investment opportunity. If your girlfriend or your wife or you know, someone gets mad at you for throwing, or if there's a girl listening to this and you're – your boyfriend's like, babe, why, why'd you just throw 200 bucks on the Bengals to cover eight and a half? And she's like, because Hop the Prop said so, right? Uh, we, we don't want any angry spouses coming at us here, but 
remember, it's it's remember, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity. So get after it this weekend, Chuck. You got any got anything else to say to the to the listeners yeah. before we sign off? Th- thanks for listening to Hop the Pro- Hop the Props. This is our first episode. Getting it done. Getting after it today, and uh, keep investing. Keep investing and keep investing with us. Love it. Also, to all the other um, sports betting podcasts out there, we got this inspiration from you. So thank you for being great. Um, and we hope uh, we hope we can collab one day, you know, get each other on the show. That'd be cool. We're just, we're just starting out here. Uh, just two kids out of this big, bad, big, bad world. <laughs> so, uh, well, the vault, vault is signing off. Vault is closed. The Jaeger bomb off. has been dropped. Hop the props, episode right. one. Hop the Thanks props, for tuning in. We'll episode see you next time. one, part one and two. <laughs>